Drive and uh, Brooke, and it's Brooke. I know I don't say the last name properly. Is it Honert or tell me, tell me how to say it right? Honert is correct. Brooke Honert. Honert. Yep. Brooke Honert. That's right. With Virtual Telecom, who uh, has been with us as a customer for a while. Um, and actually works with Brett on our team. But before I get too far down the line, just first of all, I just want to thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So I, I was looking back through kind of our history. And as I said, I was coming into this and thinking about the fact that, you know, you've worked with Brett now for a while. Um, and that means that in some instances, I'm not as specifically familiar with some of the things that you guys are doing. Um, and so we'll get into some of that, but before we do, um, I always just like to start out, like, just tell us a little bit about you, where, where you're from, where you, you know, where you grew up, where did you go to school? Tell us about your family. Just tell us about Brooke. So I grew up in Owensboro, Kentucky, about two hours outside of Louisville. Um, not known for a whole lot. We are the birthplace of Johnny Depp and the self-proclaimed international barbecue capital of the world. Um <laughs> And then I have heard about that barbecue restaurant. I, I, I was going to say that now, before we go too far down the line with this, I don't want to cut you off, but that's right in the heart of everything that went on last weekend, isn't it? Or kind of over in that area or no, am I not understanding my geography? It is pretty close. Um, Owensboro did not get hit as badly as Mayfield, Kentucky and Bowling Green did. Um, I do have family in Bowling Green and Owensboro. Thankfully, none of their homes were damaged and everyone was safe. Um, so we were very blessed in that regard. Yeah, that's good news because it's been awful. Um, on the other side of that, just again, a little tangent here, but I've been amazed at just the mobilization of people in our state. And uh, I'm not originally from here. I'm from Ohio, but I can honestly say I've been proud to be a Kentuckian, um, the, just the response I've seen last week. Kentuckians are strong and resilient people. Um, and yes, it's been amazing to see the outreach. Yeah. And, uh, and I did not know that Johnny Depp was from out there. I, I, I feel like I should have known that, but I did not. That's He does not return to town very often. As <laughs> I've often heard it. You don't know he's been to town until he's already yeah. left. Um, and I'm, my understanding is also he's not a fan of Kentucky, um, which ah, well, is his loss. So That's true. I agree with that. All right. Carry on. So from Owensboro. Yep. Uh, so then I went to U of L. Um, after high school, graduated in 2017. Um, and then I thought I'd end up staying in Louisville the rest of my life. Um, but then got married to an engineer who found a job here in near Wilmington, Delaware. And since March of 2021, we've been living in Wilmington, in the Wilmington area. So it's been great. It's so interesting too the world we live in. And I guess you said it was March of, it was March of this year that you relocated, right? But yep. you've been able to continue doing the work that you do for virtual telecom because you guys deal with clients all over the country, even though that you're here, right? Correct. Yeah, we have clients, I think, in, I don't know that we have all 50 states. I think we maybe have 49. Um, I think we're our holdout is still Alaska. Um, but we have there you go. a client in Hawaii, um, and we have clients in 13 different countries. Uh, so also having worked remotely during the pandemic was sort of a blessing because it kind of let me trial run that remote work, not even knowing at that point in time we were going to be relocating. Uh, But it's been absolutely great. And Um, also right in the wheelhouse of what you guys do. I'm sure that all of that remote work, I mean, you know, you guys were growing successful, et cetera, beforehand, but I'm sure that that kicked it into another gear, which we can talk about again in a a minute. Um, 
So tell me, tell me about your family. You're married, husband's name. Yep. Uh, I'm married. My husband's name's Morgan. He's a chemical engineer. Um, and we have a dog, um, <laughs> Fiona, who we adore. Um, no kids, but we're happy. That's family. Um, I have most, all my family and his family is still back in Kentucky. Okay. Um, so we come back a couple times. Well, our intention is to come back a couple times a year to visit. Yeah. Very good. All right. So um, tell me a little bit about how, I mean, I know that we met, I think, a couple positions previous to what you're doing now. Tell me a little, rather than going back and talking about that, which I'll touch on in a minute, because I always like to touch on just how relationship is so important to us and that we continually find ourselves working with people who feel, I think, are the same, care about relationships similarly. Tell tell me how you kind of found Virtual Telecom. How did you come to work for them? So... Uh, Leah at Mirazon actually connected me with Virtual Telecom. Um, and in my time at my previous company, we had worked pretty closely with Mirazon and vir- as Virtual Telecom does as well. But I had only really heard of them by name. Um, I hadn't worked with them personally. And after needing a change, Leah reached out and she said, hey, they're looking for a marketing person. Um, reach out. They're good guys. Yeah, I think you'd be a good fit. I'm curious, because I don't know this, how were they handling marketing before you? Did they have someone in that position or were you their first sort of foray to bringing bringing a person on staff to dedicate to it? So they had worked with a consultancy for some small projects here and there, um, primarily graphic design related projects. But I was the first marketing hire. Um, I'm still a one woman department. Mm -hmm. Um, Then before that, they were kind of doing things here and there, um, which was great, but they realized they had grown to a point that they needed someone on staff to handle all of that. Yeah. And I can see, it's an interesting thing to see because I can see our company trending in that direction. I I still think we're probably a year, maybe two out from being at that spot, you know, but, um, and we have a contractor that's doing a great job helping us with our marketing now, but I can totally see with some of the initiatives and some of the, including this podcast, the, some of the things that we're doing and all the things that you feel like you could be doing better or more, more of, um, that, you know, we're rapidly heading towards that point where it's like, man, it'd be nice to have either someone, you know, more time from someone outside, but ideally someone inside. Um, it's definitely a transition. I think that's important from the standpoint of like, And I don't know how else to say this, and I don't mean it to come off the wrong way, but there's something about someone being inside the company and how they can embody and understand the brand that I don't think could be duplicated outside to a point. I completely agree. And I will clarify, I've never worked on the agency side of things, but my experience with working with some of those agencies for projects and things is that your people will always know your brand, your reputation, and your product better than any agency possibly could. That's exactly right. Yep. And frankly, that carries over to our business. And I think is one of the big reasons that I do the podcast, which is, you know, we talk about how much we care about relationship and how much we try to sell consultively, which I know that's what Mirazon does. And I'm sure, and I know that's what you guys do as well, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, relate with the person, understand the company and the problem before you start suggesting solutions. Um, but this podcast and other things that we're doing are just part of where we, no matter how well we relate with clients, we will never know all of the things internally that we could be helping with. And in, in, in many ways, this 
um, one of the many benefits we've gotten out of doing this is just discovering little things here and there um, that we didn't know before. Um, so it's just been kind of another tool, another way that we can deepen our relationships with customers. One little side note. Did you know, do you know the story about how we started working with virtual telecom in the first place? I do I have my suspicions, but I'll let you tell me the story. Yeah. So Brett, who you work with and who is uh, has has just really developed into a hugely important part of our business and does a wonderful job for probably a better job than I could ever hope to do for clients, honestly. Um, he when he first started working with me, um, I was really early on and really was only able to bring him on part time. And so he was supplementing his income by working with a, a gentleman a couple of doors down from where he was living at the time who built the, and you probably remember all the wood furniture and different things that they had in the virtual telecom offices. And so he had worked on those pieces and then delivered them and had, you know, by delivering them had, I think maybe created a little bit of a, you know, relationship with Mark or just at the, at the very least they became acquaintances through that process. And then when Brett came to work for me, um, and so I need to clarify, he was kind of doing the woodworking before he came to work for me. And then when he came to work for me, he was kind of doing both. And when he came to work for me, he said, you know, we should call on these these guys, this place, because, you know, they're a business that seems like they're growing. And I know them because I did this project. And so that's how we got in there. And we actually have another client um, where he did some furniture for their office that is a current client of our, a very good client of ours also called Valiant Construction. Um and so I just I've always just found it so interesting um, that, you know, he delivered furniture and that's how we started working with with you guys. So, yep. No, we still get lots of compliments on the woodwork that he did for us in the office. Yeah. And well, he's engraving, good <laughs> he, he is, though, he's multi talented, multifaceted. But the engraving that he did of our logo on our oh, yeah. uh, front office countertop it yep. is gorgeous. We get vendors and customers all the time that compliment it. Yeah. Now you guys have, I think that's one thing I really appreciate. I mean, you guys are in the, and I'll let you talk about in a second, just about the company. So I don't want to steal too much of that, but being in the sort of tech slash telecom space, I know Mark and the other owners and they, they, they have a, they have an aesthetic or a desire for an aesthetic in the office that's consistent with my own. It's, it doesn't feel like a tech company necessarily when you go in there. It, it has more of an, I don't know if agency is the right word, but it's just, you know, they like, they like leathers and woods. They like kind of that. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, Brooke? You're a marketing person. What's the feel uh, of the office? The, the aesthetic, the vibe, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Eddie Bauer or, or something like that, or, yes. you know, restoration hardware-ish or something. Um, but yeah, love it. Okay. So tell me a little bit about just the history of virtual telecom. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I know they've grown a lot in the last couple of years, Um I know that the space that they're in, that, I mean, I know you're working remote, but the office space that I was describing that they're working in now, they've been, they've only been in a couple of years, which was a big expansion for them. Tell me a little, just a little bit about when they started and how they've grown and how they've gotten where they are now. Uh, so Mark White founded the company in 2004. He'd previously worked in the telecommunication industry. Um, and to my understanding, the way that I've heard the story told is he didn't like the current processes that were sort of in place, this industry standards for how customers purchased telecommunication services. And he wanted to do something a little different. Um, so he founded Virtual Telecom. We're a telecommunication consultancy, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, but what it comes down to is we're a single point of contact for all telecommunication and IT services. Um, and so a lot of what we do is consulting. We'll 
go through discovery with clients, figure out what their needs are, what their budget is. We don't want to sell them something they don't need. We don't want to sell them something that's too big of a solution for the size company they are. Um, and whether that's internet circuits, SD-WAN, uh, cybersecurity solutions, or cloud phones are really our bread and butter. Um, we'll present a few options that we think fit what their needs are. Um, and we walk through those options together with them um, and sort of hold their hand and figure out what do you need? What is best for you at this point in time for your business? And where do you want your business to go in the future? Um, so we really like to be engaged from start to finish on projects. So we help with the consultancy. Um, and then also we assist with installation and uh, customer service on the back end. Um, and so you guys, just to clarify, so and, and full disclosure, we use the phone. We're a phone system client of yours. And I think we would probably mm-hmm. be a, a good example. I think I started with maybe two phones, maybe three. And um, gosh, I'd have to sit here and count. I don't know how many we're up to now, but it might be seven <laughs> or eight phones. Again, microscopic, small in the grand scheme of things, but growing. And that's been over a period of one or two years, which I know from our standpoint, it's like, you know, we tell people ask us all the time, are we too small? And the question is, you know, we don't really think about it that way. If someone's willing to pay the pricing that we provide or meet the minimums that we have, we'll work with them because we know, that we're always looking for that company that's going to grow. And I'm sure that that's the same for you guys. Now, just a quick aside, I know that you guys, in addition to the consultancy part of the business, you guys are partners or or representatives of several service and I guess equipment providers. I don't know if equipment's the right way to say it. Is that you? So we would call them, I guess most people will call them vendors. We tend to call them carriers, telecommunication carriers. Um, And we have, because Mark, started in the industry in the early 2000s. And when he started virtual telecom in 2004, we've had 16 years to develop those relationships with them. Um, So there are a good number of vendors that we have very personal relationships with. Some get invited to our Christmas party every year. Um, They've become almost more like friends than uh, carriers or vendors. Um, But we actually have nearly 400 different brands in our portfolio that we can sell. Um, and some of those are very, very specialized. Um, if you need internet connections in the UK, uh, we've got a vendor for that. Um, if you're in Texas and you need redundant internet, uh, we probably have a dozen uh, solutions that could potentially work for you. Um, but similar to Goodson with the way that you all curate products for your customers to select from, we curate those solutions so that customers aren't having to go into the depths of Google and looking for internet circuits, Austin, Texas, or business phone system, Omaha, Nebraska. Um, we do that for them. By and frankly, I suspect that what I know of how you guys are, are wired, no, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> if a client came to you and said, hey, I'm opening an office overseas or something, I would I would suspect that if you guys didn't have the resource that you said, okay, well, let us do some research because the network of vendors that you have, a couple phone calls, and you could be directed to the resource that you would need to provide whatever it is the client needs. Yeah, and we do a lot of that for them. And that's really what we want to do is we want to make the client experience easy. Um, we've been in the industry a long time. We have the knowledge base. We have the resources. Um And that's also sort of how we develop those relationships. It's like, we want to make your life easier. 
Um, our current tagline is connecting businesses to the cloud. And that's because we do. That's what it all boils down to. Um, but for a long time, our tagline was on your side of the connection. Um, and a lot of customers I know, before they work with us, they'll work with um, an internet vendor and they'll spend hours and hours on the phone trying to get the service that they want via email back and forth and back and forth. And it just feels like a constant battle. Um, but our former tagline was on your side of the connection. We really are on the customer side. We're fighting for them uh, to get them the best value and the best price. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can attest to that. I mean, I know I got to give a shout out to Paul on your team. Um, and I think part of it is just because we're literally in Paul's backyard. I mean, he's probably crisscrossing close to our office very often. So I don't want to mm-hmm. create an expectation of a level of service that's not realistic. But <laughs> Paul uh, Schulten on your team is is awesome. And we've built a great relationship with him. And um, man, I tell you, he is so responsive. And that's something time and time again, when we ask our clients to kind of, hey, why do you work with us? Uh, responsiveness is something we get all the time. And it is something we talk about constantly here. And he's that. And then he's just been very helpful in, you know, because me as the owner and probably a lot of owners are like that. You know, it's like, I need a phone. I need it to work. Paul, <laughs> tell yep. me what to do, <laughs> you know, and he's done that. And uh, yeah, so you guys, I mean, if he, he, I know he's reflective of the entire team and he's awesome. So he is um, awesome. And two, to that point, um, one thing that does set us apart from some of the other telecommunication consultancies in town is that we have a dedicated operations team for clients. Um, so Paul and our project managers, um, particularly for local things, which a lot of our business is local, um, they go on site. They're crawling around on the floor under desks and running yep. cables and wires <laughs> I've and seen installing it. the phones. Yeah. Um, yep. And then if for whatever reason you have an issue or you need a setting changed or something's wrong in your account, you give Stephanie a call and she puts in the ticket for you. You don't have to wait on hold. She does all of that for you. She monitors yep. the ticket and she gets your solution for you and you can just carry on with your day. Um, Julie too, our whole operations team is just fantastic. You know, you may have already done this and I admit that I don't see everything that you guys do from a marketing standpoint, but one thing that just occurred to me would be so cool is like everybody knows those walls with all the wires that just, just a picture of just that mess of just wires and just like, we can help <laughs> because yep. that's what Paul did for us. It's like, like we know, you know, don't worry, we can help. Cause that's what he did. I mean, we have a th- thing in there with all, and it's not even that many fun. It's not even that much, but it's still a little overwhelming and it just makes sense to those guys. Um, okay. Um, so moving on, Oh, just to kind of put a bow on just to make sure people are listening to this. You know, you mentioned if you said, Hey, here are the three to five um, primary, like, things that we do for companies. You talked, we talked about phones, mm-hmm. sound like internet. Would there be, you know, two or three other bullet points just to kind of close the loop there? Uh, SD-WAN. Um, we do a good portion, a bit of that. Um, what is it? Give me a quick and dirty on SD-WAN. What is that? Cause I don't know. So SD-WAN, a lot of it, so it stands for software defined wide area network. So a lot of people are familiar with WAN. Um, SD-WAN sort of takes that into software, into the cloud. Um, and a lot of what that comes down to is both security, um, improving your internet security, as well as trying to think of the best way to describe this in layman's terms. Um, internet redundancy is what it comes down to. And you okay. might think, well, I have one internet connection. Why do I need a second? Uh, if you've ever experienced an outage with Spectrum or AT&T and your business goes down for a day, 
you understand why you need it. And if anybody's listening to this and has never experienced an internet outage, specifically with Spectrum, please call me. I want to meet you. <laughs> and I and I say Spectrum or AT&T, and we do sell their services. And that th- there's always ups and downs with every telecommunications totally. carrier. Yeah. Um, and we also try to navigate those waters um, carefully. But yeah, internet... Internet, cloud phone, SD WAN, um, also cybersecurity services, and I know that that's kind of a big bucket. Um, big one, yeah. But we can drill down into that, whether that's um, end user training, just to make sure they're not falling for phishing scams, or um, doing more intricate things on your network. Um, there's a lot there we can do. It is a big bucket, but it's also a big topic. I mean, I, I'm in a, a group called Vistage and. Um, they actually just had a speaker in about a month ago and talking specifically about this. And I know that actually in our area, there are several companies that are connected to Vistage and that I have relationships with. Some of them are clients that have had, um, oh, have been, what, what's the terminology I'm looking for? They've been held ransom, ransomed for, you know, whatever. So it's, it's legitimate. Yeah. It's a big deal. It is one of, actually, I think it was announced this morning or maybe late yesterday, one of the largest sort of HR um, payroll firms in the United States was hit with a ransomware attack. And for the next several weeks, they don't know how their customers are going to be doing payroll. Um, it's a big yeah. deal. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. So for the rest of our time, I want to transition to kind of talking about, you know, how you go about marketing for virtual telecom. And I, this part of the, of our conversation, I've been refining. It's funny. I remember, and you said you listened to my episode with Leah and you know, I asked Leah this next question and I've actually reworded it to try to get a little because I feel like the way I've asked it in the past and the question is essentially, how would you define your brand and your unique value proposition? Almost every time I ask it, I feel like I sort of get a deer in the headlights look because it feels like the answer I'm looking for is like a canned, almost like agency refined answer. And so I want to make sure that, you know, that's not what I'm asking. I want to just in in layman's terms or just in your own words, you know, tell me. Um, I'll, I'll back up and say this, you know, I, with Goodson, our objective uh, at a high level, and I say this a lot on the episodes is to communicate our personality as a company. That's just, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's our goal. And so everything that we do is done from the perspective of we want, if someone encounters this, we want to, them to come away to, from it feeling like they know us a little bit better. Why is that important? Because, you know, in the book, Start With Why, Simon Sinek, very popular yep. book. We know that we are most likely to do business with people who are of like mind. And so the better job we can do of communicating our personality through the marketing efforts that we put forth, then people will be able to des- start to decide pretty quickly and almost qualify themselves to a point to know whether, man, it, yeah, it seems like this company would be a good fit for us. So that's just kind of how, you know, and then that filters down into the specific things which we can talk about. But that's kind of what I'm after. And I'm just curious how you would define that for virtual telecom. Uh, I guess what we really strive for, similar to you all, is that we want to be personable. We want to be knowledgeable. Um, and for lack of a better word, we want to be clean. We want clean and easy solutions for clients. And I want to be able to communicate that through our brand. Um because we don't want to sell a client a solution they don't need. And we don't want to do a clunky workaround when there's probably a more efficient solution out there on the market and we can provide that. Um, and I try my best to communicate that through our marketing and through our events, um, which a lot of our marketing goes into events. I know you've, you all have helped us with swag items or promo items um, for a lot of those. Yep. Um, and that goes 
I, I think that translates really well into our relationships and our events with clients. Um, I pride myself on <laughs> having very few, if any, um, event day hiccups. Um, so. Well, what I know of you and how organized and detail oriented <laughs> you are, I bet they're few and far between. Um, but yeah, so I think at the end of the day, you're, you're, and I, you know, this is something else that I, I talk internally about. You know, we all have sort of like the customer experience that our marketing promises, you know, for lack of a better way to describe it. And then every customer has like an actual customer experience. And mm-hmm. as much as you and I would like to think that every customer we have gets this experience, I'm trying to make sure my hand is in this window so you can see it. <laughs> uh, they're getting some delta, some different mm-hmm. experience. And I always, you know, talk to our team about, and it's what I really feel like I'm responsible to do is make sure to, as much as we can, understand what experience are people having in actuality compared to the one we want them to have. And what I hear you saying is, assuming I'm reflecting this properly, is, you know, we want our marketing to communicate that we care a lot about the relationship and, the, and their experience and to create, take something that can be complicated, something that can feel intimidating and make sure that they understand, look, we are, we come alongside you, we become a partner, we can take this whole thing that feels, can feel challenging, overwhelming, complicated and make it, make it manageable, make it simply simple and frankly, even make it enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah. And you say enjoyable, but there really are a lot of fun features, especially with the cloud phone systems now. Um, that really allow brand other companies to showcase their personality a little bit. Um, I don't know of any this year, but I know in 2020, there were a number of customers that called and they said, can you remind us how to update our voicemail greeting on our main phone line? Cause we want to update it for Christmas. Um, and there were some that wanted to add in Christmas music and they had those questions and it's yeah. really fun to be able to help them personalize things like that. So it's interesting to think about the fact that, and that's something that I don't really think about is that, the services that you provide could be thought of as like not related to sales and marketing at all, but actually in actuality, there are components of it that can be a part of reinforcing and building your brand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay. So tell me as you guys are looking into, you know, 22 and beyond, what are, what are some of the challenges that you guys face growing and expanding the business? So I think Leah touched on this a little bit in her interview as well. Um, Technology is always changing. What was best practice last week may not be best practice this week. Um, And also selling so many carriers that that can be difficult, though I believe Mark, Jason, and Michael do an excellent job getting through the weeds of things Mm -hmm. and providing that essential information to the team. Um, We're really big on continuing education. We schedule time with vendors um, weekly. Most times just to get updates on their products, their services, what's new, Um, which if anyone that's purchased telecommunication services knows, there's mergers and divestitures and acquisitions uh, almost daily, Um, it seems. It's not daily, but it does feel like it sometimes. So on Um, that point, really quick, just to reflect is it sounds like what you're saying is, you know, technology is changing very rapidly, as we all know. And what you're constantly trying to do is make sure that you're, and this is sort of similar to the to the boat that we're in, you're trying to make sure that you're constantly aligned with whoever the cutting edge vendor partners are, understanding the services and products that they're offering so that you guys are making sure that you're representing the, you know, the best suite of services or products to the client. Exactly. And especially because, because there are so many new products coming out, uh, we want to be aware of those. So that way, when 
a client or a prospect comes to us and they say, we have problem X, we can say, well, we've got solution Y and Z. So let's see what works out. Um, So that's really the biggest thing in 2022. And I believe in 2022, we'll be even adding on to our current um, continuing education um, sessions, especially for our operations team as well. Um, Just making sure they have all the knowledge they need so that they can be as efficient as possible on client site um, or on the phones. Do you, do you handle all those internal, I, I guess I would characterize that as internal marketing. Do you handle that stuff in addition to all the external customer facing type initiatives? So Michael and Mark and Jason handle a lot of that. They've been in the industry a lot longer than I have, yeah. and they're able to, uh, condense that information in a way that is relevant to our team. Um, I've only been in the telecommunication industry since 2019. Um, so I'm still learning every day. Uh, yeah, no, they've been in it for over 15, 20 years. Um, so they know what's new, what's fresh. They can identify that. Um, and so they do a lot of pushing that within the team internally. Yeah. Uh so let's transition. I want to transition to kind of talking about just the clothing and products that you guys use. And and this is, a, I think the value for me and or really even those specifically those listening is to start to understand how companies think about the things that we do. And in the example, you know, Leah mentioned that she sees polos as like one of the main, more important, more valuable things that they do um, because of the onsite work that they do. So, you know, I, what I'm curious about is if we just kind of take, you know, start high level and drill down, when it comes to branded clothing and promotional items, like what role do you, how would you define what role you see them playing in the things that you're doing and the things that the company's doing? I, so working with so many vendors, I see hundreds of different swag items every year from what they send in either just to pass along to clients or that they're sending us for events. And so often they're not memorable. Um, they're the same old, same old. And what I really like about what we've been doing with you all is that you your focus on the curation of products and memorable products has made a huge difference to us. Um, even in something as simple as koozies, um, we have um, canned koozies at every single one of our events. Um, and we have other carriers that send in koozies, but it's always the virtual telecom ones that go first because they're good quality. They're memorable. They're comfortable in your hand. Um, they're not hard to get on your drink. (laughs) Um, so something as simple as that, but even back, uh, Derby season, 2021, Churchill Downs put a lot of restrictions on what we were allowed to bring in as far as decor and items. And Brett was absolutely fantastic. He, I asked for the moon. He gave me the moon and the sun. Um, yes, the chow cards. Um, They were amazing. And because we weren't allowed to bring in decor that was of any significant size, as Churchill Downs put it, um, the pop-up cards and then like the 12 inch tall pop-up floral arrangements were absolutely perfect. We transported them into through security flat, took in a little roll of tape with us to get those popped up and set on the table to keep the wind from blowing them away. And they were excellent. And I've still gotten comments months later saying, I have my chow card that you gave us from the event with that little pop-up rose display in the middle with our logo on it. And it is 
precious. Um, we had Churchill Downs employees coming and saying, do you have extra? We would love to take them. We've never seen anything like this. Um, so. We we love child car. I mean, that was one of the ones. First, there's a lot of thoughts I had because I thought what you said here is really excellent. I want to point point out a few things. But yeah, that they've been a great partner for us to provide something that's it's incredibly unique. And I've said from the very beginning, what amazes me about that place is they take something that may be one of the most at its base level may very well be one of the most complex products that we sell. And they have made it one of the easiest products for us to sell. And I don't know how they've done that other than they have incredible. And I know you work probably more. I think you actually work directly with them quite a bit to get the design where you wanted it, which mm -hmm. is fine. I mean, we facilitate that a lot of times, but we have confidence in our preferred partners a lot of times to say, you know what, especially for a high design item like that. But the ability that they have to render things uh, with minimal assets being provided or just verbal ideas or typed out direction. Um, and then the, how quickly they can get revisions back and stuff to make sort of a vision become a reality is pretty incredible. It really is incredible. And I, yeah, I work directly with their team. Um, and I appreciate that you all let me do that. Um, since I do all the design for virtual telecom internally, it just made sense. Um, but no, they were excellent to work with as far as revisions. Um, and they came, we were already on a tight timeline when we initially placed the order. Um, and then Chow, it was, between Chow and Brett and this very sweet woman, Renee, at DHL, we got them the morning of the event because we it was such a tight timeline. I picked them up an hour before we had to be at the venue. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. it, it was absolutely fantastic. Brett was calling Chow. Brett was calling DHL. I called DHL. And I walked in. And I'm... Typically, you think like UPS or somewhere, you call them and they say, oh, it's still on the truck. We'll call you back. You don't expect to get a call. Um, but Renee called me back the, that, the day before, late afternoon. She's like, the front office is closing, but they're still unloading the truck. Come by when we open at 9 a.m. I had to be at the venue at 10. We drove up. 9.02, I walk in in my derby attire, my fascinator, my heels, and ring the bell. And someone pops their head out. She said, oh, Brooke, great. You're here. <laughs> She knew me by name, um, which is also great. Like every time I call Brett or even call you, it's like, hey, Brooke, how you doing? How's yeah. Delaware? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, what's funny is like we always say we don't ever want to live in those situations. And, and not every one of those situations comes off the way you're describing. Um, but we certainly pride ourselves on. And I say a lot, you know, that you don't find out much about who you're working with when things go well. Most people will perform yep. well when things go well and as expected, but you find out a lot about who you're working with when they go poorly. And, um, and, and, you know, there's always exceptions. There's always situations that don't cure, but it's always rewarding to hear when, and especially what I know of Brett. I mean, the fact that he's, he's in there and doing everything he can up until the last minute to make sure. And then when you have good partners that handle, you know, that's not under our control. It sounds like DHL yeah. handled it really well too. So, um, they did. You make a few points that I think are really valid and something I have to admit I hadn't thought about, which is, you know, you you guys being in a completely different industry than us, but being structured similarly to a point where you have all these partners that you work with, where you're reselling services mm -hmm. or uh, maybe not necessarily reselling, but representing in some cases. Um, the fact that you're exposed to so many giveaways and, you know, when we did the little miniature show um, 
for I think we did that one for Mirazon, but I think it's similar where they had a lot of their vendors and it was like that occurred to us. then. we're looking around. It's like, you know, all these different companies have swag that they're giving away. The point that you make about, you know, I see a lot of it. That's what you're saying. Like, I see tons of it because they're constantly giving it to us because we're one of their customers. And this idea that a lot of it is not memorable, not quality, but even in something as simple as a can coolie, we've been able to help you choose one that in on the base level, a can coolie is a can coolie. And it may easily be, you know, sort of blended in with the noise of all the other options. But to say that this one that we've helped you find um, and Brett has been the one who's probably helped you find that becomes the preferred option. So that's an interesting thing. And I think mm-hmm. something that, you know, we say all the time, it's like people will say to us that they love our quality and look at the base level. Um, we have the same suppliers available to us as a lot of companies in our industry. But I do think that we've put together a team that has an eye for what's quality within those same supply lines. And that's the only explanation for it, because theoretically, they all have the same access to the same items that we do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, But I do think sometimes companies just get into it. And and look, we're subject to this, too, if we're not careful. You get into a transactional mode where you're responding based on quantity and price and you're just, you know, maybe just selling what comes up quickly. Um, But that's one reason for another thing we're doing, which is our partner series, which you've been on several, is taking the preferred partner um, thing to another level to where we're not only picking products, but we're picking partners because we know those partners provide high quality products. They provide great service. They're aligned with our values. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an excellent point. Um, It's great. And I also love, you mentioned like your all's eye and the team's eye for unique products. And frequently I'll open my computer in the morning and I've got an email from Brett saying, Hey Brooke, saw this, thought of you guys. I think it'd be great for you. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Um, and maybe we don't need swag at that time, but I file them away um, for when we do. Um, and it's great. And the partner series has also been great too. And that's how I learned about chow cards. And it wasn't even, yep. a, it wasn't even a, it wasn't the partner live, series yeah. on chat. It wasn't even yeah. on chow. It was on another brand, but that brand I think brought it up and mentioned it. And then someone else on the call said, yeah, I've got one back here on my bookshelf. Yep. Um, and so when Derby season came around, I'm like, what are we going to take in to the, to the track with security increased and with restricting restrictions? Uh, it just worked out perfectly. So chow cards is an example of, so one of the offshoots of partner series that's going to launch for us in 2022 is what we're calling our artisan series. And, Mm -hmm. So with, with companies like Chow, uh, company like Refresh, Refresh Glass, which did did we send you a, the two glass set? And if we didn't, we'll get you one. Uh, maybe we sent it to the home office here. But uh, it's a place that takes old wine bottles and converts them into glasses. So it's it's a sustainability play. It's a really, really okay. cool product. Um, this hat, which no one listening to this will see, but um, this looks like a normal hat, but it's a mm-hmm. it's a wool. It's a wool baseball cap, kind of an old school place called. And you can kind of see the logo, which is Sandlot Goods. Mm -hmm. This is a place that Brett found. Um, Bottom line is the the way I describe the Artisan Series is, you know, every house that you build needs, uh, you know, a concrete company. They need a framer. They need a drywall company. They need a roof. Every house. Not every house needs the stone artisan or the person who's the carpenter to build something Mm -hmm. custom. Um, Those are pulled in you know, based on the specific plans for that home. That's kind of how we see these artisan partners like that is they're not like our day in and day out where we're going to deploy them constantly. But in the case of like your use case for Churchill Downs, 
Child Cards was the perfect partner. And but what's happened is some of the partner series that we've done with those companies has gotten lost in the noise of the partner series because it gets blended in with sort of our day in and day out suppliers. So we're going to separate those in 2022 and try to present them differently so that we can draw the type of attention to them they need to get. Um, And it's almost like we almost look at it like we found this and it's super cool and we're not even sure what you're going to do with it, but you need to know about (laughs) it. (laughs) So, And I, um, as someone who has to sort of squirrel those ideas away for a rainy day, I appreciate that kind of thing because when you need a unique idea and then something comes up, you need it quickly. Um, so knowing that if I need a wool baseball cap, which I love that, I love the vintage, um, sort of throwback. And can you uh, see, that's uh, great. Uh, again, you see like kind of how it has the felt applique instead of the mm-hmm. embroidery, yeah. our logo, I'm, I'm, I'm lukewarm on how our logo translate in, translates into that medium. I mean, obviously felt applique doesn't work well with thin lines. So they had to kind of thicken it up, but mm-hmm. it grows on me as I've had it. It still has that, that vintage look, but you know, it's. Again, back to your point, it takes a baseball cap and elevates it. Now, they're not cheap, but you also don't have to buy a truckload of them. Um, yeah. And these guys also do, I don't have one in here, but they do like the felt pennants. So there's a lot of places in our industry that do pennants, but it's hard to find the ones that are kind of vintage felt, you know, or, yeah. A lot of them are the fake sort of polyester blend or screen printed. They aren't doing the embroidery necessarily on them anymore. And with a lot of work from home now, the the, the pennant idea is something we're kind of excited about because it creates, and they also, so they have the ones that are triangle, but then they also have the ones that are kind of like, look like a home plate, if you will. So it's mm-hmm. like square with the point at the bottom. Um, both those options and things like that. So, uh, oh, and they have a uh, can coolie, speaking of can coolies, that's like made out of the same okay. felt material. That's okay. So uh, I'm sure I might need to get a sample of that. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, Well, and actually we are going to be, none of our artisan series are going to be done with live with customers like we do with the partner series, but we are still going to offer free products um, in them. So if you watch them, then you reach out to us and we're going to have an arrangement with these partners that we'll send out something like that. And that will be the gift. I'll just, anybody who's going to see that when it comes out, if you reach out to us, you're getting a free wool can cooling. All right. Um, Tell me, one of the things I always like to ask at the end, this is, you know, this has been great. I, I love, I love your, I think the personal history that you have and just the, you know, it's so interesting to me that, you know, the, just the relational connection, how you ended up at virtual telecom, the history of the company. Um, as I mentioned earlier, what I know of Mark and I, you know, I, I like him a lot. I think there's a lot of similarity in how he thinks about his business and how we think about ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the space that you're in and the way that you guys go about using the clothing and products. Um, the last thing I like to ask is, you know, tell me thinking over the things that we do for you, you know, what have we done? Well, what have we done poorly? Where can we improve? Because, you know, we recognize we're not hitting it out on the park of it on everything. And we want to make sure that we're always asking, you know, how can we get better? I've, so I think we've talked a little about this back when it happened. Um, and this wasn't necessarily on you. Um, but I think it was a couple years ago. We needed, um, tote bags for an event, Um, and we, to some degree, didn't realize how low we were on product. Um, and so we said, Hey, we need something quick. Um, and you all sent over samples and we picked one. Um, and we did, I think a 24 hour turnaround just to make sure we got them in time for our event, like Mm -hmm. the next week, because it was 24 hour printing. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it, it still had to ship. Um, and the product showed up and it wasn't done well. Um, but I really appreciated that I was able to call, call you and call Brett and be like, Hey, I've worked with you guys. I know this isn't up to snuff for you all. So I know it's not you. 
um, and you all are able to communicate with the the provider or the vendor um, and get it corrected. They sent out corrections the same day. We got them like three days later, two days before event, and it was perfect. Um, which, what was so the I know issue that with was, those again? I'm trying to remember. Do you remember? Was it an imprint issue? Was it that? It was a little bit of everything. Um, about half the tote bags initially that were screen printed were screen printed very crooked. Yep. Um, which we have a very horizontal logo. If it's crooked, you can tell. Yep. <laughs> um, and then there were a few very strange defects. Um, boot prints on the bags. A couple <laughs> had <that> random, <laughs> <laughs> just a little. A couple had like box cutter slashes through them, yeah. like they'd been ripped out of the box. Or someone just used their box cutter and cut two. Just a complete the... quality failure is what it sounds like to me <laughs> across the board. Yeah. Yes, but you all took care of it, um, which has been great. You all are super duper responsive, um, and I've been I've been working in IT and working in marketing and promo products since 2016, um, and I've worked with several different companies. You all are far and away the most responsive the most unique and the most personable. Um, yeah. I appreciate that I you saying personally. That. Yeah. And you know, and I got to say like one thing there is, you know, we're responsive and, and we work hard on making sure that our team is, is takes care of those types of situations. But to tip our cap back to the idea of preferred partners, we have to make sure that we're aligning ourselves with companies that are going to do what they did in that mm-hmm. case. And, uh, you know, so we we control things to a point, but then our partners have to be responsive. And that's that's another part of what we look for when we're looking for those those people that we put on partner series and those even that we don't yeah. just any preferred partner we work with is, hey, when things go poorly, are you going to make it right? And, you know, in our we had an all day planning meeting last Friday and um, uh, Alex in our office, he mentioned that, you know, one of the things we talk about a lot is being an advocate for our client. And yes. And I, you know, I need to walk that back. Actually, I don't know that we talk about it enough. We need to talk about it more. But it was a point that he made, which I think is valid. Um, that we see ourselves that way. I think that's how you guys see yourselves. That's the whole idea of your previous tagline of you, you know, on your side of the connection, is when things go poorly, they our customers have to know that they have an advocate that is going to work on their behalf to make it right. And that's you know, in 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 our plan, our our guarantee, if you will, is it's right or we make it right. Well, Brooke, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Um, I, you know, certainly appreciate our relationship with you and, and and with everyone at Virtual Telecom, the opportunities you send us. You guys have been a big champion of ours, too. I know that um, you've promoted us to other folks, and we always appreciate that. Um, so I just want to make sure as, you know, heading out, um, tell me, and I'm going to put you on the spot with this one because of the time of year. What is one of your favorite holiday recipes or traditions related to this time of year recipes um i do love to bake um so i would have to say either chocolate babka Ah. um or i make a mean raspberry dark chocolate chip cookie okay so Um, all of which needs to be coming to our office rapidly (laughs) so what i need to know is either a does any of that ship well b are you coming to town because we need to figure out a way. Because first of all, you know, I, I got young guys in the office, young people in the office don't know Seinfeld. They laugh at me all the time because they bring it up all the time. It's it's fine. But I, do you know Seinfeld? I know the Bobka scene because of yeah, my Bobka. Okay. That's right. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So there'll be an address being sent and something about getting some of what you just described. Okay. Um, all right. 
we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We're up against time. And uh, thanks again for doing this. Brooke Honert, I said it right. Yep, you did. Virtual Thanks so much for having me. Marketing director for Virtual Telecom. I do want to make sure anybody listening, you can reach, you can get more information on Virtual Telecom at virtualtelecom.com. That's virtual and then telecom with two M's.com. Yep. And um, yeah, thanks. And uh, I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much for having me.